It's the same buttons. It's just different orders. Uh huh. I feel like the answer is always somehow it's Discord's fault. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I've got, I've got four programs interacting here, right? You know, like I've got the Focusrite USB hub for the XLR microphone headed into Voice Meter, which is then headed through through the Windows sound panel, then headed back out to Discord, which is also going to OBS at the same time. I don't know. You know, like we used to do all this with cables and and uh, maybe we should just do that again. Maybe you're right, man. I don't know. <laughs> Arguing for analog. There are a few analog devices that do this, but they are hundreds of dollars. And yeah, the, the I, unfortunate problem with all that is that like analog now is like a premium fancy people only problem. And so that you have to, you know spend accordingly well uh we're gonna talk about some spending that i have to do uh what else uh uh yeah the analog world is expensive welcome to 309 episodes of we were gamers we're in like number we're in everything around me is breaking <laughs> that's oh, yeah hello jj hello michael how are you doing hello uh which one do we want to cover first homeowners minute or computers uh i feel like we're in the homeowning so <laughs> well uh jj taking from your experience with your refrigerator um, I was optimistic today when our washing machine for our clothes broke. Ooh, mm, tough one. Yes, uh, it has a diagnostic screen. You can run diagnostics on your washing machine, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Very helpful. Sure. Is what was it helpful it, though? <laughs> I was about to say the words in theory. Um, you run <laughs> diagnostics for different parts, right? So like. Let's run the diagnostic for the parts that's not working. The motor, it's not spinning the the drum, right? Um, mm-hmm. So then you go to the diagnostic screen. You learn how to get it. Oh, you feel so cool. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be the technician guy. I learned how to get into this screen that you normally can't get to. Now I've selected the diagnostic for the the drum motor. And we press start and it's the machine starts up and it's running all these beeps and boops and the motor starts running and all the sounds are going error. Awesome. What's the error code mean? Error 20. Error 20. Drum malfunction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What What's the fix for drum malfunction? Well, it could be everything from... The wiring harness, the motor, the brushes, the carbon fins, the circuit board, anything, anything related to running the drum could be the problem, but it's error 20. Uh, See, the problem was they invented that diagnostic for morons and you aren't a moron. And so this didn't help you at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think they invented that diagnostic for, uh, not fixing it. 
they invented it so they could have someone over the phone press these buttons, do exactly what you just did, and then pay them money to fix it. Yep. Ooh, we need to send out a technician for an error 20. Sure. I mean, they kind of do because I'm now staring at it going, well, if I bought every single part here, um, I might as well buy a new one. And there's no way for me to test each part and then send them back. And every YouTube video says that error 20 means something different on every different dryer or washer that is, you know what I mean? Like, unlike a fridge where you're just like, well, the condenser went out. What's the problem? Well, it's probably this thing. Um, the, is it not possible for you to like disconnect some of the wires and like check them with multimeters and stuff or no? I guess I could get back there and maybe do that. Cause that would be a way for you to eliminate a couple of the potential issues. I guess the question is how dedicated are you to saving this thing, man? Like yeah. at some point, <laughs> well, uh, a washing machine that's 14 years old. I wonder if it's even salvageable. Uh, it probably is. It's just a question of like, you know, how much is the salvageability of it worth to you as opposed to getting a nice new one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was our experience during wash day today. Oh, the door is also locked closed because, um, it can't detect that it's finished a cycle since the drum won't finish running. So you have clothes just trapped in the washing machine? I was, I've was i managed to trick it open one time and have not managed to trick it open a second time. Thankfully, we got the clothes out the first time. Oh, okay, good. I, I was just going to say they're just like sitting in there getting moldy. Bummer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So back to college. Going to go wash my clothes at my mom's house. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anybody else's house falling apart? Mm, no, I mean, not at this exact moment. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, furiously knocking on wood. <laughs> Careful yeah. you don't break it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you whose house might be falling apart. Square Enix. Man, y'all see this news this last couple days? I caught the headline. And I wanted to know more from you two. Who I, I like Square games. Uh, I follow some of them, I wouldn't say closely at this point in my life, but, you know, some of them are seminal to me. What does this news mean? Because I can't, I couldn't decipher it from the, the headline. So the headline, for folks that aren't aware, uh, Square Enix reached a deal to sell, I think it's three studios. I think that's right. And some of the associated IPs to the Embracer Group, mm-hmm. uh, no, noted buyers of everything recently. Have have they let go of much of anything since they let go of, uh, what, how do you say it, Edios, Edios Interactive? Uh, I, IOI Interactive, the Hitman people? I thought it was Edios. Right? Okay. The, yeah, the, the Hitman people. Yeah. Uh, no. They have not. This is the first time they've sold stuff since then. Or I guess, I don't know how their deal was, but they spun them out or whatever they did. Yeah. Uh, This is the first time. And it's essentially all. uh, So apparently maybe it's not all. It's almost all of their Western studios. Hmm. So that includes uh, what used to be 
Eidos Montreal, uh, Square Enix Montreal. Okay, Eidos. And, and um, another Montreal-based studio whose name forget I Crystal Dynamics. Ah, uh, Crystal Dynamics was the other one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because they so a bunch of stuff in the same area, basically, where they could probably sell it off to one corporation. That makes sense. Uh, but also, they sold the IPs that a lot of these studios have worked on for many years, including Laura Croft and the Deus Ex Thief IPs. It's all Eidos, yeah. Uh, those old, are old Eidos properties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are all uh, big IPs that have lots of games associated with them. I mean, older games, maybe. Yeah. But, well, no, the two. I mean, those two Tomb Raider stuff is new, yeah, and and they're popular. And there's recent been recent Deus Ex games that were very good. Um, you know, that Human Revolution was well liked, and the Mankind Divided one was less well liked. I have also still came out. I have some bad news for you guys. I mean, as much as we all can three sit- of those studios plus the IPs, three hundred million. Oh, that's. I don't know if that's a lot anymore. Uh, yeah, that's super not a lot. That's yeah, a low. Not. That's a low number. Hmm. Tomb Raider alone, you would think was worth three hundred million dollars because that's they've the made one, movies. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah, like that's the thing I'm trying to understand. How even if all you got was the Tomb Raider IP and like one of these studios that worked on the Tomb Raider stuff, how is it possible that that isn't worth more than three hundred million? Uh, maybe the business Actually, shifting to subscriptions has a lot of people spooked about what their return could be. So uh, the, the the context here, I guess, is that Square Enix has said recently all the games that have come out of these studios. Uh, by the way, uh, Eidos Montreal, the makers of that recent Guardians of the Galaxy game, which was great and more people should play. Huh. Uh, that it's game is game fantastic. Pass. Hold on. Don't hold on. Don't actually hold on. I'm, I'm going to look while you're looking. <laughs> uh, people should play that game. It's really good. Michael, also, by the way, an amazing showcase for that card of yours. It's, oh, got, yeah? good, it's got good ray tracing in it, man. Ooh. You want to you light that card up, this will do it for you. Light it up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great game. and uh, it, But apparently, uh, a lot of these games were, according to Square Enix anyway, commercial failures. Including, by the way, most of those recent Tomb Raider games, uh, Square Enix labeled those as failures. Well, 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 well. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Square Enix is on Game Pass. Andrew, it's you would love that game. Install. It is, a fun, it, is a, it is a fun game. Michael, you would love that game too. I'm installing it right now. It requires 80 gigabytes. Oh, well. Oh, dude, it's, it's all those it, all those textures take a lot of space, man. I'm still, in, <laughs> still, still installing it. All those rays, they got to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. To trace them. Uh, wow. Anyway, I, I I, just couldn't believe what a low number this is. Like, even if all you're doing is selling the people at these studios, I feel like the amount of devs working there is probably worth more than $300 million, right? Like, do they, do they literally own no people and no stuff? Like, the computers they work on are probably worth that much. <laughs> yeah. Or had know. had Square Enix slowly been siphoning off people and resources? I mean, who who knows? Of course, right? Yeah, none um, of that I will be able to uh, comment on. But it is it is an interesting thought process to 
to look back and say, "Oh, the Deus Ex and Thief." I mean, Thief is part of uh, Crystal Eidos. Dynamics is wor- is working on that Perfect Dark thing with Microsoft, right? Like, so that's an announced, like, ongoing beloved project. So you look at that and think, maybe, just maybe, this is a We Were Gamers moment where we have to look at them and say, you know what? Um, Deus Ex is popular to you and me, but uh, are people behind us into Deus Ex? People ahead of us were, right? We're the second generation to get into Deus Ex, right? There were people... 10 years ahead of us that played those games and really made them popular and passed them down. But I don't know that I'm passing down any of that legacy. I mean, I think the problem is that Square Enix like murdered them when they made that last game. They left it on a cliffhanger and then they're like, "Mm, we're not going to allow you to finish the story. Get bent. Like, well, of course no one's going to be happy about that. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Like, ah. And like cutting that game off in the middle where they did is a horrible ending to that game. Like give them five more million dollars or whatever, and let them write a real ending to the darn game, man. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot here. Like, of course it sells bad. You guys made them (laughs) produce a bad game. Like, well, I mean, the blonde, blonde wonder world. I mean, they're look, Sega has the same issue, right? Not producing games. Well, they're, they just got sued by, uh, What's his name? The the maker of Sonic. It made Balan Wonderworld. Yeah, what Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka, Naka. yeah. He, he won. Or well, he didn't say he won. he won. That was also conspicuously absent, but he said he yeah. was allowed to talk now that the proceedings had concluded. Sure, sure. He, uh, he very conspicuously didn't say I won in the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But that also could be terms of the lawsuit potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some of the some of the speculation is that Square Enix might be slimming down with an eye towards getting acquired. No. And the rumor going hand in hand with that is that Sony is interested in acquiring. Sony told them to slim down. I just that's, I, don't know, I mean man. giant grain of salt, but yeah. It, that you know that the feels, rumor mill is going to churn when That when rumor mill has happened. been going since the PlayStation 1. Right. Yep. I think that's the the thing is, is that feels a little too wish fulfillment to me. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is odd how I fire think, sale level prices they got here. Like, I think you're right to mention number. it, Michael. Of course. Uh, it's not something I had heard again. I had just always been hearing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I hadn't heard that right, version yeah. of why. But um, I think it definitely makes some sense. Yeah. I just can't. I just I can't possibly believe the finally Sony will own Final Fantasy like they've always wanted thing. Like I just I don't know, man. I don't know about that. We'll see, I guess. Who knows? Like if it turns around and Sony buys Square Enix for eight million dollars tomorrow or eight billion dollars or whatever tomorrow, I'll happily be wrong. I guess I would I don't know. Will I, I be happy? I guess I don't care. I as long as Sony doesn't turn around and be like, okay, and now all the games go to Epic and it's like, okay, no, please don't. Well, no, yeah. see, Square is already doing that, so that Sony would stop it. <laughs> like, that might be the only saving grace there. Wait, wait, aren't all the new... Didn't Horizon go to Epic first, or am I misremembering that? No, that one hasn't come out on PC yet. 
The okay. but God of War came out directly to everything. Oh, okay, good. But uh, but Final Fantasy VII is still only on Epic. They haven't but, released that to other stuff yet either. Look, Sony's launching that new service in a month, right? Um, yeah, the PlayStation Plus New. I don't know what they're calling it. The PlayStation PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation stuff, stuff. But pay us more now for things. Play, PlayStation. The price went up, and you get some stuff more, maybe. PlayStation, we're but still not, relevant. But not on PC, though, LOL. Yeah, real uh, short-sighted, I think. But maybe too hard for them to do initially. Maybe it's one of those, we don't launch it until there's enough situations. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know that they want to compete with Microsoft in the PC space. I think they're just happy to release their stuff on Steam and I'll tell you Epic if, and wherever else and just be like, yeah, sure, fine. I mean, if I can go on to something when you're like, you should play this game and I can look and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is available on Game Pass and I can install it the minute you mention it to me, they've they've already lost, you know, like well, I'm looking I mean. I'm yeah. looking at what's coming to Game Pass. What were we talking about earlier today? We all got codes for Auden Chronicle Rising. Well, here it is coming to Game Pass. I'm sitting right here in front of me. It's like, well, I'm glad I backed the Kickstarter so they can make that game, but whoops. That's not the game you paid for the Kickstarter for. Uh, I think you paid like slightly extra to get this. Oh, if you're talking about the, the the, rising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. There was some add on thing for that. I think. So, um, yeah, maybe they've lost. I don't want to sound like a fanboy or an advertiser because we're not getting paid. Um, I, I currently own a PlayStation 5 and even teased last week that I would be looking at PlayStation 5 controllers, which I did not have time to do, um, which I can talk about if we're done talking about Square. Are we done? Let's see. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything else to anything say else new. Yeah. Well, it'd be fascinating uh, if Square was absorbed by Sony, although um, people may rightfully or may be not rightfully i can't tell uh we'll start freaking out about consolidation right they were freaking out about it already man it's not new i know i mean the activision deal already has kind of pushed that narrative to the front and i don't think it's wrong to talk about but i don't know what supposedly else? the the ftc is asking questions about the bungee sony one that came before the activision one so you know okay get in take a number and get in line exactly <laughs> Yeah, well, if they let one through, how many, you know, like, where's the cutoff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you, you could cut you could cut it off at the $75 billion one. You could. I you think could, no one but... Would, no one would argue drawing the line there. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're conditioned now to be like, Disney bought this, and everybody just sort of shrugs. Our government doesn't give a crap about monopolies, so we're... It's over. <laughs> I think they don't care. <sighs> We're getting into a field right. that I don't know enough about. So let's talk about something I do know about. PS5 controllers? That I didn't have one iota to look at. Michael, let's Which play guy? Let's play customer service phone calls with Andy. Hey, one of my favorite <laughs> segments. And, and a couple of months early. It's usually a fall thing. In uh, the auspices of everything falling down around me that is technically minded uh i was on a work 
job a couple weeks ago and um my laptop from 2015 has lasted this long it's done an amazing job dang that's like a lot of years man impressive uh I will say that an Apple laptop will last you if you treat it right. Uh, it's never the best machine or the most affordable even. There's a lot of downsides. But I got seven years out of this one. And uh, in the middle of the job, I was working and unplugged it, closed the lid and walked over to somebody else's office and opened the lid and the computer would not turn on. I plugged it back in and it would turn on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Unplugged it. The battery said full. I said, oh, that was interesting. I won't close the lid just in case. Walked over to the same office, went through a whole uh, Excel and a couple other spreadsheets. And while we were talking, the computer's screen shut off for power saving mm-hmm. and then would this not turn, sounds, <laughs> would not turn back off. sounds like you have a bad cell in the battery <laughs> battery red is healthy however i can't imagine a battery that is seven years old should read as healthy however <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the part that feels not right <laughs> is that is that battery status uh is it manufactured by the same people who make the debugger for your washing machine uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's exact, got them <laughs> it's exact same healthy not healthy which part <laughs> all <laughs> yeah which part yes <laughs> which part What's, which is funnier than you think, because an Apple laptop is now just a gigantic soldered board. You can't do anything about anything, right? You know, like if you need to pull the battery, you might as well throw it in the dump. Uh, which is what I did. <laughs> you just said F this and tossed it into the garbage can. All no, we right. have to get to the part of the story that Michael likes. Customer service calls. <laughs> So, uh, follow this train of of logic. So I'm in the middle of that job. I can't let the laptop go because obviously then I wouldn't be able to work. So the thing's plugged in. I work with it plugged in. And in the middle of the thing, when I get some downtime, I call Apple on the phone and I said, Hey, I'm looking online. I see that there's a lot of refurbished MacBook pros and I want to get one because that's my preferred laptop, right? Like, I could go through a thousand reasons that don't matter to anybody else. They they probably even shouldn't matter to most people. I wouldn't. I have I have often, if not ever, sub- suggested getting an Apple laptop. We don't need to get into it. I wanted one. I call them and I tell them this is exactly what I want. I see it available online, but I know that you're doing trade-ins. I can see when I go to the buying a new one. It says, you know, trade in. Do you want to trade in an old laptop? Yes, I put in the thing. It gives me a value, $250 or whatever, which is almost exactly what I could sell it for myself. So I'm like, well, why don't I just give it to them and then, you know, wipe it and then it can go to wherever they recycled the things, right? Yeah. The garbage. Uh, Sure, whatever. At least there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, no, no, no. And, Look, and I, I'll get, it's fine, and I yeah. won't have to deal with anybody on eBay. I won't have to wipe yeah, it I, 17 times. Uh, Look, just, I hear you, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, so 
if you buy a new one, it's all the same process. But if you want to buy a refurbished one, what you have to do is take the laptop in to the Apple store, get them to give you a gift card for a trade-in, and then apply the gift card to the refurbished one, right? So I'm on the phone with Apple and I say, hey, uh, I want to do this exact process. Tell me which store to go to so that when I walk in there, they have these laptops in stock and I can do it all at once so that I can not be down a laptop because I got to get on another job after the one that I'm on and I need to up, up a laptop up, right? Okay, we'll go to the one near you. Everything shows as in stock. Okay, no problem. The second job gets moved. This is a long story, but it's a really good one. Wait for it. Second job gets moved. I can't make the appointment. We're waiting. Okay. <laughs> can't I can't make the appointment, right? So I got to cancel the yeah. appointment and do it a week later. Okay, well, now the stock of laptops has changed because they're refurbished and people buy them. So I call again. Different person. Tell them the exact same story. Ask them the exact same questions. They tell me to go to the exact same store to do the exact same thing. Fine. Show up the next day at the store walk in hey man i'm here to trade in this laptop and buy a new uh a refurbished macbook pro after that uh well sir we don't sell any refurbished macbook pros in store uh what what, what do you mean because i need i need i've wiped this laptop that i have that i'm handing you i've, I've taken all my stuff off it I need to get a laptop. Well, we don't actually carry refurbished laptops in the store. That way we don't have, uh, we can't make the mistake of selling a refurbished one when we should sell a new one. Okay. Well, I need a laptop. So what do you got in stock? Well, we don't have any MacBook pros in stock. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do I get a MacBook pro? We could order one. They'll ship it to your house tomorrow. Okay, fine. Let's trade in this laptop so I can get out of here. I got to, <laughs> I got to get out of here. I'm not, not going <laughs> to, okay um let me see your laptop oh you have this model yeah well during our morning meeting this morning they told us that all the prices went down for this model uh so we'll only be able to trade it in for 150 dollars instead of 250 dollars <laughs> i just confirmed all this on the phone yesterday <laughs> oh okay so what am i supposed to do now well I mean, you could trade it in or not trade it in. Well, I already wiped the thing. What am I going to go home and turn, put everything back on it and then wait for a refurbished laptop to show up? Well, you won't be able to get a refurbished laptop, sir. Okay, why can't I get a refurbished laptop? Well, I just checked, checked the stock online and there's no more refurbished laptops. What do you mean no more? Like in all of Apple, there's no more refurbished laptops. No, sir. The online thing is updated every hour. There's no more refurbished laptops anywhere in the system. So is that, this dude lying? What? Is this dude just lying because he wants to sell you a regular MacBook? <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have one to sell. No, I mean he wants to just sell you like a PC or some shit, like some other iPhone or whatever. He doesn't care about uh, you. He just wants to sell you what he has. No, but that's the thing. He's gonna invent any that's, story until he gets to the point where well, you know that's, here I can just sell you this new iPhone. That's the thing you would expect. This is the customer service part. No options were given. It was always me asking, like, well, how do I, how do we solve the problem? Well, I don't really know because the next option doesn't exist either. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, so how do I get a laptop since I'm trading in this laptop for less than I wanted and I need a laptop like pronto so that I can get back to work? Um, 
Well, you could order one uh, from the configurator and it'll be ready in three to six weeks. Or you can check stock every hour to see if we get more refurbished ones. <laughs> oh, God. If you check long, if you wait long enough, you'll see the one you just gave them pop up in there. <laughs> yeah. Buy that. Yeah. For four times the price. So, uh, yeah. so I got an email today and it asked me, how did TJ do? Which one was TJ, the in-store or the first or <laughs> TJ second? TJ was the in-store, yeah. Yeah, that dude gets zeros. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's, part, it's not all his fault that Apple just doesn't care about their laptop customers, but yeah. it's, not, it's, not not, it's not zero his fault. It is just unbelievable that you can go through that big of a comedy of frustration in this modern day and age of just like, I just want a 14 inch laptop. Just, just hand be like, I'll even, I'll even stop caring about the specs. Like in a normal world, I'd have, spec did, did out the laptop. Bigger ones? Did they have bigger ones and you just wanted no. a small one? Is no, that, they didn't. Okay. They didn't have the bigger ones either. I even asked that question after TJ didn't offer it as an option. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I now I have three customer service emails to write. That'll be my game for the weekend and took up all my time. Uh, so I did not break open a PS5 controller to modify. Uh, so that'll be a story for next week. What games did you all get up to? Uh, I played a little bit of something last week. Uh, what about you, Michael? Did you play anything? Uh, I got through um, Empire Strikes Back on uh, Skywalker Saga and into Return of the Jedi. Have you Ooh, unlocked... Nice the outrider yet i don't think so mm. i saw it in a promotional image this last weekend and thought well now i have to buy that lego game yeah we haven't even gotten to the original games yet we're still in i think we're still in attack of the clones or did we technically get to i don't remember if we finished attack of the clones or we're still in attack of the clones we're in there somewhere okay uh, but that was not really the main game that I played this past week. I played a little bit of Rogue Legacy 2. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, this game came out of Early Access very recently, um, and apparently I had purchased it during Early Access at some point. Totally <laughs> didn't remember doing that. Did not buy it recently. Had just had, just had it. <laughs> didn't know. Unsurprised. Um, yeah, don't. Don't remember when this happened, um, but I definitely didn't play it much because I don't remember. I, like I had like two hours logged in it or something. So, uh, but hey, Rogue Legacy two. Uh, did you guys ever play the original? It was like a procedural dungeon game, roguelike mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I believe was, you know, that I played the original. Yeah, I mean that came out in like twenty twelve or something. Yeah, three sixty era game for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. PS3 or PS3. Windows, I think, is what I did it on. Yeah. So I I, uh, I played some of that game. Yeah, I liked that game pretty well. Um, but yeah, the idea is, you know, you you start a run, you pick your character's class, and they have a whole bunch of silly, silly traits. The castle is procedurally generated with a bunch of different rooms that connect together all sorts of weird ways. You fight the enemies, you beat the various bosses, 
uh, when you die, you keep all your gold and you can spend it on your, you know, your, the estate, you pick your new heir and your heir, uh, is, you know, gives you a different set of traits and different classes. And then you can spend your money on improving your castle and your town and getting armor and weapons and, you know, leveling up your strength or getting, unlocking new weird classes or that was the game with this. It was the game with descendants, right? Yeah, totally. Like the whole idea is that like, Oh, you know, I'm unlocking sir pepperoni, the 14th or whatever. Like, and he's the, you know, the latest in the long line of the pepperonis. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 all the pepperonis are colorblind. Yeah. Or some weird thing like that, right? Like, Oh, this one has vertigo and the screen is upside down. Or this guy is like, uh, really scared of mice and like takes triple damage from mice or all kinds of weird stuff. (laughs) Uh, so this game is, is very similar. Uh, the, you know, you have a big town, you have your heirs. When you die, you get a new one, you get a choice from three. Um, but I would say they took the, whatever the last game was, they took everything and then made it more. Well, the last game notoriously was like made in a garage, wasn't it? I don't know uh, about that, but definitely it was a, like, we're just trying to make this scrappy little game with a few little people here. Yeah. Uh, and then it turned into a huge success. And uh, so they, they cranked all the dials up. Yeah. Yes. There's tons more classes. The animation and the look of it is gorgeous. The game, like, feel. And so, like, the thing is, is that it's an action game, right? Like, you're you're actively trying to attack the enemies. There's no, like, turns or anything like that. You're just in there jamming on buttons. You have an air dash. You have, let it, you know, like, special moves, magic spells, all this stuff you're trying to hit. And... In that vein, they kept a lot of those controls and then they added more, right? <laughs> now you have a, now you have a spin kick that you could use to like pogo off of enemies. Sure. Essentially. Um, and also sometimes traps and all other kinds of stuff. I mean, but it's a different button. It's not the jump button. Mm. So, you know, you are using the whole controller, man, at this point. Um, you know, and, you know, the, there are all kinds of weird, crazy classes. Uh, you know, they had, you know, like, oh, they had mages and they had assassins and rogues and, uh, you know, like, uh, those sorts of fantasy type classes before. And they also had some silly ones. Um, well now they also have boxers and, (laughs) uh, pirates and dragon lancers and all of whom have like different skills, right? So every class you get your main, the main attack is a little different. They have different weapons usually. And every class also has a unique skill uh, that's unique to that class. And, you know, between those two things, and uh, you'll have, like, a pretty unique feel to everything. You know, the wizard's staff has, like, a little bit of a range and AoE on the attack, uh, but uh, drains mana so you can, you know, cast your spells more often. Whereas the assassin's attack is super quick, and every strike is like a two-hit or three-hit combo. Uh, or the boxer obviously has a lot of like really short jabs, but then also can do uppercuts and then has like a big knockout move that you can use after you've charged it enough. And so you have all these like really unique feeling classes, uh, you know, which are randomly generated. You don't know what you're going to get at the start of it, uh, at the start, of course. And then you have like the standard knight guy, right? And the knight just is a dude with the sword and you hit the button and he swings the sword. Very normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, you know, you have all these ways to level your characters up in town. You can equip new items and weapons. You can equip runes to increase sort of your magic or the, the 
kind of like non-weapon uh, item stuff that you have. There's also these like challenges of the gods that you can get to sort of, you know, oh, if you l- beat one of these, you can increase the ability to find higher level things in the dungeons, right? Oh, you want to find higher level equipment? Level this thing up. You want to find higher level uh, chests? Love, level this thing up, right? And then you take all this gold, you spend it all, and then once you go into the castle, you lose anything you didn't spend, and you start over, right? Yep. Yeah. So the thing that seems to be different this time is it looks like the bosses, once they are dead, are dead permanently. Oh. Uh, whereas there before, were, you had to there beat just all like the bosses a few on a few bosses last time. I think there were four, and then the final boss, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there appear to be many more bosses. Oh. Uh, I want to say the the area where you pass the big boss door that you can't get in looks like it needs six bosses to die before you can open it. Like you said, they turned all the dials. Right, even more. Uh, also, the areas feel way bigger. I've only been to like two... Well, I've seen four areas, but I've only actually been able to explore two of them. Okay. Uh, because this game has, again, in turning the dial to the more direction has done kind of a Metroidvania thing where like there are some of these areas you can't get to because you don't have things that will let you traverse them. Oh no. Interesting. So like before you could wander into a area and be like, Oh no, these monsters are murdering me. (laughs) I cannot, Uh I cannot be here. Uh, now you go into an area and it's like, these platforms do not work here. I cannot jump. (laughs) Guess I'm leaving. (laughs) because I cannot get up this wall because the platforms don't work here. Uh, which is nicer, I guess, than killing you, right? Sure. Um, but I also don't know how to make the platforms there work, so can't <laughs> go there. Guess I will go back where I came from. Um, and so I, I've, I've beaten one boss thus far, uh, and I'm sort of exploring the second area to try and find another one, but I have That's not the, found uh... a second boss yet. What's the level of difficulty on that defeat of the boss? How many runs? So I didn't look to see exactly how many, but maybe 30. Okay. Uh, Not all of which actually bothered to reach the boss. Like by the time I actually got to the boss, it was maybe only like five or six runs before I killed him. The thing, of course, being that you know, every time you die, if you accumulated a bunch of money before you die, you then come back and you're stronger. Right? Because, oh, I've leveled up a thing in my manor which gives my next heir 1% more health. Sure. Oh, I've leveled up a thing where now my knights spawn with a sword that's plus two attack. Oh, now my rogues have six dexterity more. Right? That kind of stuff. And so then, and then even on top of that, sometimes there are little things and hidden stuff that you can find, like not quite a quest, but like, you know, if you're following the story along, uh, that will give you bonuses, bonus damage against bosses of certain areas, it seems. And so, you know, once you have done all of that, it's like, OK, this bonus damage is like 10 percent against the boss, plus all this other stuff you've got. And like, you know, it's not a if it's a win, right? But it is kind of nice that if you just keep co- collecting enough money, you will eventually just overpower everything. <laughs> uh, it may take quite a while. Some of this stuff starts getting very expensive. But, you know, then you go into the next area and all of a sudden the gold gain has gone way up, right? Like, they're hey, these enemies drop like three pieces of gold instead of one. 
and I'm seeing like the huge bags way more frequently. Oh, okay. Nice. I, how much is that game? I have no idea because again, I bought it a long time ago. (laughs) It is 24 99. I'm staring at the store page. It is not on game pass. This is one of those games where, uh, I, according to the internet, uh, it like you beat it the first time and then you can start a, you know, a new game plus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the new game plus thing has enemies and bosses you haven't seen. Oh, so it's like, not okay. only is it just like, Oh, they don't just, you know, new game plus all the numbers go up again. Right. Sure. They do that also, but then they also have like, Hey, here is the first boss. But like back in his day when he was the, <laughs> the guy, not like mm-hmm. when you saw him, you know, and like now it's just a different completely different fight. That's great. So yeah, I'm I don't know that I will end up getting all the way through. Um because again it is one of those where you do need to play a lot of runs. But you know, it's definitely one of those ones you can go back and do a couple runs and then be like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. I, I feel like that'll be well, I don't know. Maybe it depends. I'm waiting for Vampire Survivors to kind of finish before I dip back in. But I think I once I get back into it, it'll be it'll be another hard push for all the the stuff to do. You know, all the upgrades, all this, all that. I played another game of Vampire Survivors a while ago. I saw one mm-hmm. of my friends online was playing it. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good game. I should play that again. Sure. I did a run, and I was like, I don't know what any of these things do. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh God, there's so much new stuff. How does any of this work? What do I do? I like died before minute 15. So, Oh man, I don't know what they did. Uh, oh, it's just gamepad support. It, a lot of games are getting very quick updates these days. I've noticed um, every time I open steam, it's like update, 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 update. Uh, I think it's all steam deck related. Everybody's getting little oh, mini steam deck updates to try and make sure all the stuff is working. I keep checking. Let's see. Ooh, I have a date, you guys. No, I don't. Date? No, I don't. Oh, oh, you were getting me so excited. I, I, I misread it. It says my order date. It doesn't say. Uh, but It's a more defined July to September of this year. Okay. I mean, so. it seems like it's closing in. That's a, is that a Q3? That's Q3. Maybe yes. I'll have my PlayStation 5 plugged in by then. <laughs> <laughs> don't get I ahead don't of yourself. I don't know. You'll never I... need your PlayStation 5 again once your Gabe gear is ready. My Gabe gear. The best The best legacy of the Game Gear is that we can now call the Steam Deck the Game Gear. The Gabe gear. I had it's a Game bo- Gear. Simultaneously both the dumbest name and also the funniest name. It's great. It's a great, again, uh, for us olds, uh, that know what a game gear is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just think the idea of calling it the Gabe gear. Is like, I can't say it without it's laughing. Perfect. It's so dumb. It's, perfect. it's wonderful. It's fantastic. I, I don't know. There's, I'm glad the industry is this healthy. I'm sad that I have like more interest than time. I'm not sad. I guess uh, I just have more interest than time, which is fascinating. I don't know how that happened. I mean, that's I why know. we're here. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Michael, I mean, Andrew, you know exactly how it happened. You spent 
20 minutes talking to us about how your washing machine and your MacBook <laughs> adventures. Like, that's how. Yeah, that's before we get into the fact that we had children. Right. I mean, we weren't even talking about that. I was just saying it's this other stuff. That's how. Not, not that. Yeah. Michael did the fix. The fix for your computer came in. You now have a fully functioning front I.O. Yes, I do. Uh, have you... Oh, let's talk about computers for a second, because I did end up getting a MacBook Pro that I am now uh, installing and doing things on. And I wanted to go over, uh, maybe for a few minutes here at the end, before uh, JJ and I talk F1 uh, and you fall asleep. <laughs> uh, and feel free to chime in, JJ. Uh, install philosophies, because I know there's some differing opinions here. Uh, on how and to get it all done. I'm just going to lay out what I've done on the two computers here, right? I start with a fresh install, completely fresh. Everything from the previous computer moved on to an external drive. Operating system installed new. And then I move stuff back from that drive without the transfer assistant that are built into these operating system. I don't do it. I, I drag and drop and then I reinstall the programs from new uh, ISOs is not the right word, but whatever. You know what I mean? When you download yeah. from the internet web, they're installed. I get new ones so that the most updated, you know, there's no cruft of updated and updated, updated versions that are transferred over via migration. Assistant. Like, I want it to be as clean as possible, which inevitably ends up with me having a giant folder on my desktop that says, old stuff from last six computers unorganized you know uh that is the end point of that yeah yeah um but that includes like programs and everything else i want it all cleanly installed uh i know jj kind of migrates the drives even i you know over uh i don't want to speak for you jj uh but wh where did you i'm so i'm in the middle of this process again in the same not calendar year, I guess, but within a, within a year on a second computer. And I found myself being like, I find this almost, I, I didn't know why I did it. It seemed like extra work. They build all these utilities to make it easy for you to just move stuff over. I've even used those utilities on people's computers uh, that, you know, I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of time on. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it's almost to me, therapeutic to start with something so clean and be able to control it how what's your now that you've kind of gotten up and running not entirely maybe but you're somewhat almost there what's what was your install philosophy mine was a lot the same as yours um just knowing that i was gonna install a clean os Everything that I'm, you know, I made a list for myself of everything that was installed on the old machine that I wanted installed on the new machine and where I could, I went and reinstalled it brand new. And then if I had, if I had files, um, you know, saves in the case of, of games or, um, um, backup copies of, of files from other programs, I would bring those over and put them into the right directories but, but you did you migrate them on uh, you 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 put them on an external drive what did you do for that so the bulk the 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 two biggest folders that were on my old computer were my steam library and my epic games library and both of those were already on a second hard drive so i 
just pulled the hard drive from that computer and put it in the new one. Oh. And then in some of the free space that was on one of those hard drives, I dropped a bunch of things that were from the desktop or from the local folders of the the old computer. And then knowing that I was knowing that I was going from Windows to Windows, I I almost gave them the same directory path, but within the the second hard drive and then just put them in the same place on the new computer. So stuff stuff in the photos folder on the old computer is now in the photos folder on the new computer, that kind of thing. I found myself digging through the folders before dragging them over being like, ah, oh, this is an SSD. I shouldn't write these files if I don't want them. And I ended up trashing a bunch of stuff before I even moved it back. Yeah, I cleared I cleared out some stuff as I went. It's a good opportunity for doing some housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. JJ, do you do you cringing? No. No, totally reasonable way of doing stuff. No complaints. Those cables did never showed up. <laughs> God. I ordered thing, I ordered new ones from Amazon. Same company. They're already here. Yeah, you you ordered something illegal or something. I don't know what <laughs> happened to that. Happened, yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, my philosophy is very similar to you guys. And I wouldn't say that I am less uh, into the sorting, but only because I feel like I do a marginally better job of sorting in advance, such that, like, my other drives already are just for collecting random sets, various types of files, right? So if I yeah. put something on one of those drives in the first place, like I just expect to move that whole drive over to the next computer, like whole cloth. I, yeah. I think I fell into a early trap of adopting solid state quickly because I loved the performance gain of it. And then since then, I mean, I did that on a laptop in 2009. I chucked the 2.5 drive and bought like a hundred gigabyte super duper expensive at the time, mm -hmm. you know, drive to put into a laptop because it was, Oh, it was so quick and so fast and it started up instantly. And I feel like ever since then I've been playing the game of like, where am I going to get storage space? Where am I going to get storage space? And I've had external to, you know, 2.5 USB drives and, small internal SSD 2.5s that I keep migrating along with me that are all like 200 megabyte 200 gigabytes as I keep adding one new one and one new one that are slightly bigger and slightly bigger so I I I backed myself into the corner of never having enough storage space in one unit that I could just keep passing along because I was I stuck to some sort of arbitrary rule about being solid state or external you know um, which that's was why silly. I have one yeah. gigantic f off old spinning plate drive, <laughs> yeah. like four terabytes or whatever, and I will never ever fill up. Yeah. Well, now the, of the universe. Now I, uh, you know, now the MacBook is a terabyte. Now this computer has six terabytes along three drives that I could just migrate over forever. Because who's going to fill six terabytes? Probably me, but also probably I shouldn't. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think at this point, solid state stuff is now cheap enough and plentiful enough that look, you should stop caring about it and just put whatever the heck you want, wherever the heck you want. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the thing that that in, that interests me to see what they're going to do is the this whole trend of pulling out the old hard drives and and porting them over to the new machine isn't necessarily sustainable with the move to NVMe. Why is that? You think the M2 well, controller just, will eventually get replaced? No, I just mean like in the the current ar- architecture of boxes, they don't I don't know that they necessarily support you being able to just plug in a a whole bunch of NVMEs in a row, right? Like my this computer has racks for 8 two and a half or three and a half drives. Sure. Is there a is there a cage attachment and cabling and a connection on the motherboard for you to do racks of NVMe? Well, you could NVMe two. I've I've seen PCIe connectors that take two NVMe's. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the issue is always going to be trade off between PCIe lanes and or SATA lanes, NVMe. which or which SATA I lanes. would. Which I would believe could be a cool future option where you're going to start to see boards like, well, Gigabyte's Z790 board has only two saddle lanes left on it, or which would actually be one saddle lane, um, right? But two saddle ports left on it. And the others have all become M2 or PCI, you know. I mean, that's, uh, that's my board has that now. Like my board has two hookups for NVMEs, but if you use the second one, you are robbing a bunch of the SATA ports and it's like straight up says these ones same, won't work. Yeah, same, same here. Same, same here. But I'm saying like, like you're going to start to see manufacturing differences of like, they're not even going to put the SATA on there. They're just gonna. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Like yeah. at this, you know, the, I think currently because of the, the speed difference between, you know, the NVMEs being close versus if you, you know, the farther away you put them attached to cables or whatever. Now the, the speed becomes an issue. Yeah. But they that was an issue with SATA originally too, and they eventually developed protocols that were better and more resilient. And now you have like eight hundred SATA connectors on every motherboard, and you know they'll just find better connectors and better, yeah, um, plugs for NVMe stuff and M2 stuff, and then you know people I, will use that. I think Michael, you're on the right track in thinking that like, oh, what's going to happen with these these. I think yeah, there is a time when M2 becomes a legacy slot, you know, um, that gets changed or whatever. But you'll have adapters to keep these things alive for a long time through PCIe. I sure. would, I would wonder seriously in the next ten years if we see the death of of SATA, given given the speed the difference. Next, even I think in the next ten years, it's guaranteed. Yeah, right? I mean, Based just on the speed stuff is going. Like, how do you see anyone with IDE cables, SCSI cables around anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, just even a P- USB C is faster than a SATA cable. I think what's the top speed for SATA three? Is six, it six gigabit. gigabytes a second? Yeah, yeah, and slow. And USB C can go ten. Yeah, like yeah. why would you use a SATA connector at this point when you could just plug a USB C hard drive in, right? Yeah. If if that connector is an interior to that a SATA connector, you need something inside that can go ten gigabits a second. Right? A spinning sure. plate a spinning plate drive can't go ten gigabits a second. You understand my point though. Yes. Right. Uh I very much do because one of the older NVME drives I have is now in a NVME enclosure that is USB C. So it writes and reads very quickly. It's fascinating. I mean NVMe and M2. I mean, M2 didn't have NVMe initially, right? It was just these 
slower solid states that are in 2.5 SATA enclosures initially that were just plugged into the board instead because they were like, well, we could get a little bit more speed and power by just doing yep. this. Um, and now it's just like, I can't imagine. It took how long for, for solid state to really now be the thing? Like, spinning plate is now finally dead, you know? I guess maybe not entirely for people that do network attached storage because of the or price. Like people that really, really use a lot of media and need a lot of space yeah. still have server server farms. Right, server farms are still plate. Well, I think a lot of it depends what the purpose of the server farm is, but yeah, if it's just like cold storage, people are using spinning plates. Yeah, but the transfer in this technology seems fast to me compared to like I was an early adopter because everyone saw my 125 gigabyte drive and they're like, "Well, that's not enough space," and they they you know those same people stayed on spinning plate drives for another five years, and now these are like I would. If you're building your own computer, I would never tell you to get a SATA solid state drive. What's the point? Fascinating. Yeah. I, I think the this is just the march of technological progress, man. It's you know how how many years did it take to go from like a Pentium two two sixty six or whatever that would like I'm showing how old I am that I remember what that is. And like to now every time they release a new processor, it's like how many more gig gigahertz of speed and many, many megabytes of memory and stuff are on there. Whereas like, whoa, it had 200 kilobytes of cash. Whoa. <laughs> like that was, you know. I think there will still be a big use for SATA drives for the next five years. Um, the speed of six gigabits a second is plenty fast currently for streaming things like even most games over over the cable um but as you know 4k is is pushing the limits there if you're gonna edit 4k files over a cable like that so part of me wants these huge eight terabyte solid state drives to plug into my SATA port (laughs) (laughs) and part of me is like is that a good investment it maybe it isn't I think the limitations now are going to start coming around stuff like, hey, no one has 4K monitors and like no one has internet that can handle 4K anything. So like it's cool that this stuff is possible, but like no one can afford the downloads. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so it's like not reasonable to start doing that stuff. Are you telling me that someone's going to... Are you telling me that someone's going to force them to PlayStation put a game is cool, but like <laughs> your hard drive like, on the PlayStation is less than a terabyte. So is PlayStation, half of one game. Is PlayStation going to force my ISP to finally put in fiber so I can stream God of War 19? Dude, like maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. Uh, it, it was fun spitballing. It was uh, it's fascinating world of technology now that we've built three, I would say, extremely modern computers. Um, you know, we're technically one gen behind now. Uh, not on AMD, I guess, but but between uh, them only and Intel. Uh, only for probably till later this year, in which point then we will be. Months. Well, I mean, I'm using DDR4. I guess DDR5, you know, exists, but is not really usable. So I'm not counting it as a full generation yet. 
until I mean, until AMD's those... new processors will use DDR5. They're coming out later this year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But later this year, like you said, is when we'll we'll be a generation behind, I guess. But yeah, seeing what's possible on these boards is really fascinating. Versus, I think the last time we did philosophies and chatting about this type of stuff, it was really, well, what's affordable and who really cares because the technology ahead of it isn't like mind blowing. And now yeah. it kind of is. And I think the, you know, I think the issue though, right, is like how much you have to pay to get that incremental improvement, right? And I think that's the philosophy really. We made big improvements from where we were. Yeah. Like my previous motherboard wasn't even DDR4. <laughs> so that's a significant improvement. <laughs> yeah. I'm Michael. And right. Right. I mean, your yeah, computer. Yeah. Mine was, mine was upgrade. also DDR3. I was and, running a 1070. Yeah. And I'm sure you can feel the difference. Like just, you know, and that's what is important, right? Is the upgrade next year, this later this year to DDR5 going to be that different? No, but maybe in four or five years, the upgrade will be profound enough that it will matter. Who knows? We can't tell what's coming six months from now, so we can't think mm. that far ahead. I would, but I, you know, that, that was what we aimed for when we built these, right? We'll be good for several years at this point. I'm very curious to see what these uh, next-gen graphics cards are going to be. That's my next... Oh, boy. Nine, 900 watts, baby. There's no way... More than a refrigerator. Let's go. <laughs> Just mind-boggling. Yeah. Perfect. Well, uh, while your mind boggles that, where can you send an email about what imaginary number you think these new cards are going to use? Or about, spoilers, Max Verstappen's runaway victory in Miami? Uh, you can send those to podcast at wewergamers.com. Or uh, with the subject line, Super Max, right there uh, at the top. Yeah, uh, what a thing that was. Uh, and if you want to hear us talk more about F1, you can go listen to some of our previous episodes. Uh, we're on at We Were Gamers on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And follow our episodes on Apple and Google and Stitcher and Spotify and wherever else fine podcasts are distributed. It's the hangout time, and we hung out today. Andrew, that race was boring, dude. It was a terrible race. I thought after the yellow, uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of it. After the yellow, there was a chance for it to be exciting. And then... Uh, I, I, there was some excitement at the end because of the safety car. Yeah, but if that didn't then, happen, it would have been completely oh, fest. Sure. But that's what you're watching the race for, right? And then when the restart happens and you're like, Leclerc, just get in DR, you know, DRS range. And then he just can't do it. That's kind of interesting. But there are some races at some tracks that are exciting despite there not being safety cars. I really think that uh, if he's not in the race though. all the way to the end, that he there's no one within his current talent level that can keep up in that Red Bull when it works. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Red Bull's reliability is going to kill him. I it, Because of the limitations and stuff, like... I don't know. I mean... I the problem saw, will be in five races time, he has to take penalties every time they replace components and he's just going to be starting from the midfield and not able to do anything. 
his brakes were on fire this time in practice and he still managed to be that far ahead by the end. So maybe they're figuring it out. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the, the, like I said, the concern on my end is that, yeah, that car is amazing except that like they're going to burn through their allocations of components. And then, I mean, there's 20, whatever races in one of these seasons, man, we're on four (laughs) and like multiple cars have used multiple engines. Like, uh, if it I stays mean, as scrappy as this, like, dude, everyone is going to be starting 15 places back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the big story from Miami is basically everybody wrecked their car in different ways, right? Like, even if you didn't smash it up, your brakes were on fire or what, Joe Guan used water lines exploded or like every single and, car. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure the like, combination of super high heat and like, oh, by the way, it's basically driving in a swamp like is not good for high speed racing, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm glad I caught some of it. It was nice to look at it in the middle of the day live. Yeah. It was nice that it was available to watch at like a hour that people are awake and not have to wake up and like, quickly go to watch it to avoid the internet so that I don't accidentally get spoiled because people in Europe are just tweeting, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks for chilling guys. I got to get back to installing stuff on this laptop. <laughs>